in some ways, I would prefer to skip today. Haven't the past few weeks and months been difficult enough? Uh, Can't we just skip to Easter Sunday and celebrate? Uh, Can't we just have a time of forgetting our troubles? Uh, You know, we all know how this ends. Jesus rises from the dead. So this year, can't we just skip Good Friday? Can't we skip Saturday? Can't we just jump right to Jesus rising? Haven't we been thinking enough about death recently? Haven't we had enough bad news? Can't we just skip to the good news this time? But I think the situation that the world is currently in is precisely the, right, the reason why we need this day. We need to remember and think about the death of Jesus, why it was necessary, and why he accomplished it. Because there is no resurrection without the cross. There is no forgiveness without the cross. There is no defeat of death without the cross. There's one song called The Wonderful Cross that sees the tension in all of this. It says, did ever such love and sorrow meet? The cross bids me come and die and find that I may truly live. It's the beauty and the shame. The cross is a paradox. The sinless Savior bears our sin. By his death, death is defeated. The creator is killed by his creation. The living son of God dies. We see this in Isaiah 53. He was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the punishment that brought us peace. With his wounds, we are healed. The cross is where darkness, despair, and brokenness are met with hope, victory, and forgiveness. More than ever, we are aware that the world is filled with trouble and with needs. We see financial needs as people have lost their jobs and their businesses, and they don't know how they will recover. We've seen physical needs as people have contracted this virus and faced other illnesses and other sickness. We've seen emotional needs as we are anxious and worried, and we're weighed down in all of this. And in response, we've seen some great things. Billions upon billions of dollars being spent to help people pay their rent, to buy groceries, to make ends meet, to keep going. And we've seen doctors and nurses and other health care professionals, the, t- the colleagues of my wife, members of our own community, spending hours upon hours working, being separated from their own families, risking their own health 
to try and minimize the loss of life. But the hard truth is that when we slow down and when we really stop to think, we recognize that all of these responses are only temporary solutions. Money does not provide all of the answers. And what about when our time finally does come? There will come a day, as much as we try and avoid thinking about it, where each one of us dies. There will come a day when I die, maybe 50 years from now, maybe 50 minutes from now, but that moment will come. Each of us will face death. It's one of the certainties of life. There's a Latin phrase, memento mori, and it means remember your death. And when we face the reality of our death, the certainty of our death, no amount of preparation or money or health care can provide an answer. The responses to this pandemic ultimately don't solve the problems that each one of us faces. And these aren't ultimately the greatest problems that we face. The world is broken. It's been broken before this virus came along. It's broken right now, and it will remain broken once this virus has finished. We see it on the news. We see wars and fraud we see deceit, we see lust, we see hatred among people. We've heard a lot about the the positive responses that we've seen in, in the face of this pandemic. And it's a testament to the grace of God that we have seen generosity and sacrifice and hope. But isn't it true that we've also seen a darker side. In addition to generosity, we've seen greed. In addition to sacrifice, we've seen selfishness as well. And we never learn. Whatever has happened throughout history, the brokenness and sinfulness of humanity has continued on. And it's not just humanity, some abstract idea But actually, we're part of the problem too. I am part of this problem. G.K. Chesterton once answered a newspaper article that was asking, what is wrong with the world? And he submitted the answer, Dissa, I am. We are all part of the problem. After the, or over the past weeks, we've I've been more likely to reach for my phone and to check the news than to reach for the Word of God. I've been more likely to talk and offload my worries and problems with others than to turn to God in prayer. I've been more distant. I've been less understanding and patient with others. This whole situation has reminded me of my own sinfulness and my own brokenness, as well as the brokenness of the world. 
When we look to the cross of Jesus, we see that there is an even greater need than everything that we are facing right now. It goes deeper than our health, it goes deeper than our wealth. And if we're honest with ourselves, we know that this is true. When we look at our own lives, we haven't lived perfectly. We've been selfish. We've been proud. We haven't lived right before the eyes of God. We haven't even lived perfectly up to our own standard of right and wrong. We've been hypocrites. And we can try to prolong our life, but death will come one day. And when it comes, we will face judgment for how we have lived. How we live, our thoughts, our words, and our actions actually matter. What we do actually matters. And we do not deserve to live eternally with God in peace after how each one of us have lived. We deserve hell. And the world will try to downplay this. And it will say, everyone makes mistakes. That we should just try and make things better. Or or that it doesn't hurt anyone, so therefore it's fine, it's okay. And we'll try and downplay it ourselves. We'll make excuses. We'll say that we've done good things as well, and doesn't that redeem the bad that we've done? Or that we're sorry. We wish we hadn't done it. Isn't that enough? Or that we've been stressed, and we wouldn't usually act this way. And yet God says through Paul, quoting the Old Testament, None is righteous. No, not one. No one understands. No one seeks for God. All have turned aside. Together they have become worthless. No one does good. Not even one. And later in the same book it says, All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And the wages of sin is death. When compared with the perfection of God, we all fall far short. All of us have failed in some way. All of us are in need of someone to save us. And the closer and closer we come to death and judgment, we should be even more aware of this. Each day that passes by, One of the ways that we can tell how bad the situation in the world is right now is by the response. The money, the time, the effort and sacrifice that's going into countering the economical and the physical effects of this virus. Nurses and doctors are coming out of retirement. Stores are closed across the world. People are being told to stay inside, that you can't leave your homes. We can tell how severe a need is by the response that is necessary. What need would be so severe that God would give the life of his son in response to it? 
That is the severity of the situation that we're in. God is holy and perfect and pure. And we are sinful and impure. We have offended him. We're waiting for death. The fact is, without the bad news of Good Friday, there is no good news. Without understanding the depths of our sinfulness, uh, the reality of death, the brokenness of the world, and the extreme sacrifice of Jesus, we cannot grasp the good news. The cross is a paradox. What seems like the worst news, Jesus Christ has died, is good news for us. It's good news that Jesus died for you and for me. He has taken our sin upon himself. We can be forgiven through repentance, through faith in him. The death of Jesus doesn't just show us what our greatest problem is. It doesn't just show us how bad the situation is. It shows us that God has already provided the answer. The cross shows us our greatest need, but it also shows us the answer. This virus has been making the world scramble to try and find the best solution. But the solution to our greatest need has already been provided. We do not need to fear death or judgment because of the cross, because of the death of Jesus. Friends, the cross of Jesus starts with, the, with worse news than we thought possible. We are more sinful than we ever thought. And the Son of God has died but it ends with the greatest news that we could ever receive. We are loved by God himself more than we could have ever imagined. Sin and death has been conquered, defeated by Jesus Christ. Forgiveness is freely available. For the wages of sin is death. But the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Grace is proclaimed at the cross. Today is so important because we remember that in the death of Jesus, despair and hope meet. There is nowhere to hide for us. We come face to face with a reality of the consequences of our sin. There are no excuses. We are laid bare. We are exposed. But Jesus doesn't turn us away. He has every right to, but he doesn't. He calls you to come to him. He lays down his own life so that you can have life. Hope conquers despair. That's the message of the cross. In a world full of troubles, we are given hope. A hope that lasts, that can never be taken away from you. Never. That is what we can hold on to this Good Friday. In the midst of the darkness, 
of the world right now. There is a hope, and his name is Jesus Christ. Greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. Let's pray. Lord God Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, you are righteous, just, holy, and pure. You are love, and you are light. You cannot dwell with evil, but you have made a way for us to be pure in your sight. Death is the last enemy, but you have conquered death. We are stained with sin, but you wash us white as snow. Your son Jesus died, but now he lives and reigns. You seek the lost, and you welcome us with open arms. You love us even though we have not loved you. You offer us grace when we do not deserve mercy. Help us to turn from our sin, Lord. Help us to call on your name while you may still be found. Help us to trust in you. Draw near to us as we draw near to you. Forgive us our sins. Have mercy upon us, O Lord. We thank you for your sacrifice, Jesus, that you took the death we deserve, the punishment we deserve, the wrath of God that we deserve. We thank you for the hope that you have given us. We thank you for the great love that you have shown us. Amen.